Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Kyle Hubbard. For more about this podcast and other resources, visit our website at www.riverinthehills.com. So the title of today's message is part three of a message that I've given a couple times before, but we're moving along through the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, specifically the nine manifestation or phanerosis gifts of the Holy Spirit from 1 Corinthians 12. And the title, it'll, make, it'll be clear in a second why I have this title, but it's being a good friend through the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Being a good friend through the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. So let's get right into the text, 1 Corinthians 12. Verses 7 through 11. But the manifestation or the phanerosis of the Holy Spirit is given to every believer for the profit or the benefit or the common good of all others around us. Verse 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the Spirit, to another Faith, the gift of faith by the same Spirit, to another, the gifts of healings by the same Spirit. That's what we're going to go over today. To another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, the discerning of spirits, to another, different kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11, but one and the same Holy Spirit works all of these things distributing to each believer individually as he, the Holy Spirit, wills in that moment. So I've shared it before in the last two messages, but I love this picture of how these specific gifts of the Holy Spirit work and operate through the believer. So let's say you have a friend that's been wrestling with a physical illness for years. They have chronic pain in their nerves, and you've heard them tell their testimony of how it's debilitating. They can't even get up sometimes. They can't even go to work. And you have this heart of compassion bubbling up in you that you want to see them healed. You want to see their bodies experience real physical relief. And you want to see them ultimately restored to their full capacity and the full will of God for their lives. So you, as a Holy Spirit-filled believer, go to their house with a burden, a bubble of prayer that you want to see them restored. You go into this friend's house with empty hands. You see that first empty hand up there? You have the Holy Spirit within you, but you have no idea what or which one of these nine gifts he's going to give you in that moment to help your friend. You just go with a heart of love, a heart of humility, really knowing you're nothing without God anyways, right? You go with a heart of being a good friend. I want to help my friend get better in some way. I want to be a good friend, a powerful friend, a friend like Jesus was a friend. So you walk into this home with, an empty, with empty hands, but a heart of love. And you start talking to your friend. You start listening to the Holy Spirit. And you just step out in faith that you're going to actually lay hands on this person and believe that God is going to release real supernatural dynamite power through your hands to touch this person with chronic pain in their nerves and in their body. And as you do that, you are believing that the Holy Spirit is going to drop a wrench in your hand or a scalpel in this situation, a specific gift of healing to touch this person's physical body and bring relief and restoration. You can't make it happen. You can't make it happen by striving, by your own willpower, by praying the perfect prayer, by having the eloquent words. You and me, we cannot make it happen. It is, that last verse says, it is up to the Holy Spirit if this happens or not. He distributes to every believer individually as he wills. But here's an encouragement. All throughout the New Testament, it's clear in every single chapter where there's healing, God's will is for healing. His will was always to heal. His will was always to bring relief, to have compassion on those suffering, to sit with them in their suffering but not keep them in their suffering. 
And so you reach your hand out and you believe that God is going to put a surgeon's scalpel in your hand for your friend. (laughs) And as you pray for them, all of a sudden they start feeling heat in their body. Things start to change in their physical body. They start to feel the pain go from their body. And they feel light again. They feel whole again. And they testify out of their mouth, I feel better. I feel better. And you you and that friend start rejoicing, saying, oh my goodness, God just showed up in the tangible realm and touched your body. You start rejoicing, you celebrate, you give God glory, you probably text, you might maybe do an Instagram or Facebook post (laughs) about what God just did for your friend, or your friend testifies what God just did for their body. And then you leave that house. You know what you leave that house? You leave that house with empty hands as well. Just like you came in. You came in with empty hands with a heart of love. You released a prayer of faith. God put a surgeon's scalpel in your hand. That gift of healing touched your friend. You rejoice. You leave that house and you now have empty hands again. But you still have the Holy Spirit within you. And at any moment, he can drop one of these other eight gifts for any other person in your life surrounding you. That is how these phanerosis manifestation gifts of the Spirit work. They're temporary appearances temporary appearances of the Holy Spirit in our time and space world. What are the three main purposes of the manifestation gifts? I love what Bible commentator Adam Clark said about these gifts overall. These gifts are gracious endowments leading to miraculous results. They'll be up on the screen here. First, These nine gifts help to confirm God's word and reality by revealing a facet of God to the perceptible human senses. All nine of these gifts are undeniable, manifest appearances of God in our time and space world. You can't argue when one of these nine gifts is in the room that God is real. Second, these nine gifts are tangible expressions of God's compassion for a broken world. They release, these nine gifts release the supernatural power and goodness of God to people who desperately need it at that specific time. These nine gifts are for the benefit of all. And overall, it's the title of this message, it's what inspired this whole series from the Lord through me to you guys. These nine gifts equip and enable us to love others like Jesus loved us. Jesus loved other people around him with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we're invited to do the same. These nine gifts equip us to be good and ultimately powerful friends. I love powerful friendships. When I'm under attack or warfare, I can call that friend and be like, hey, pray for me. And they get a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge or gift of feel gift of healing or word of prophecy, and I'm freed or I'm healed from one simple phone call. We need friends like that. And we need to be our, the whole purpose of this message is, is that we ourselves would be friends that someone could call, and we could be endowed with these gracious gifts that lead to miraculous results for people around us. So the one gift we're going to go over today is the gifts, plural, we'll see that in a second, the gifts of healings. And these, I love this, these specifically reveal the compassionate nature of God's heart. God has a river of compassion that is always flowing from the deepest parts of him out to humanity. And when we step into the gifts of healing, we step into that compassionate river. And it's a fun ride to be a vehicle, a vessel of God's compassion for the suffering world around us. Gifts of healing specifically reveal the compassionate heart and nature of Jesus. Jesus, at his core level, is compassionate. So what's the definition of the gifts of healings? It's the supernatural ability given to a believer in order to help people heal and recover from physical illnesses. It's pretty plain and clear. And this gift, like a lot of the other gifts, are usually expressed through the laying on of hands and a simple prayer or word of authority, like be healed. That's how they're expressed. It's so simple. And notice this phrase in 1 Corinthians 12, it's plural. This world, 
this word is plural, gifts of healings. What does this imply? I believe that this implies that there are multiple types and ways of healing in God's will and in God's economy. There are multiple types and ways of healing. I think that's what this plural word means in the word. So what are the purposes of the gifts of healings? We said it before, but it bears repeating. The gifts of healings reveal and release that river of compassion from the heart of Jesus. How? Because they bring real relief. Everyone say relief. They bring real relief from the pain and discomfort that illnesses often carry with them. Even if you want to be so bold, who is in some measure of physical pain right now in the room? God is feeling that pain with you. He has compassion that you're experiencing physical pain. And he does not want you to leave today without experiencing real relief. And I believe some gifts of healings at the end of today will be released. That God wants to back up his word with demonstration. Our king, the kingdom of God is not in word only, but in demonstration of the spirit and power. We have a powerful kingdom because we have a powerful Jesus. Right? So believe that you're going to walk, walk out of here today experiencing real relief. That's the first purpose of the gifts of healings. To relieve the pain and discomfort that illnesses often carry with them. Second purpose of the gifts of healings, and I love this, it's to restore. Everyone say restore. It's to restore people to full function in the body of Christ. Liberating them from those debilitating diseases that had previously kept them back from accomplishing all of God's intended will for their lives. Let me ask you a question. Who has ever wanted to do something for the Lord or maybe wanted to come to a home group or come to Sunday morning, but you were physically ill or sick and you couldn't go? Yeah, probably if we're honest, all of us, right? You've been under the attack of the enemy in that situation, keeping you back from full function of God's will in your life. That's the ultimate purpose of the gifts of healings is to liberate people into their full destiny in the Lord. We've known men and women of God, they've operated in power for years, and all of a sudden they get hit with a chronic illness, and they're just in bed for the next 20 years. That is awful, but that's the devil. He does not want them at church on Sunday. He does not want them operating out in the world, out in the marketplace with the gifts of the Spirit flowing through them. That's the devil. That's satanic, keeping back Holy Spirit-filled people from operating in these gifts, specifically the gifts of healings. So that's the second function, is to restore. So relief and restore. I would say relief and restore. Those are the two main purposes of the gifts of healings. Now, it's plural, so there are many types and ways that God heals, even in the Bible and definitely in the real world here beyond the Bible. So the two main types of the gifts of healings. First, instantaneous healing. This is what we see so often in the ministry of Jesus and the ministry of the apostles. It's that, bam, you're in a level nine pain. Someone prays a simple prayer for you, and the pain goes down to a zero. It's like you never had that ailment before. It's, bam, it's right there. Within seconds, God touches you. We love those, and we believe for those, and we want those. <laughs> There's another type of the gifts of healings, and I call this the gradual or progressive process of healing a gradual or progressive process of healing. This is also in the scripture. We're going to see it in a moment. How do we think of this? This is an expedited timeline of healing and recovery because a gift of healing was released to a person through a Holy Spirit-filled believer. Let's say the doctor says, you're probably going to get fully better by November 30th. That's the, the target timeline. That Looking at all the literature, all the scientific research, this is probably when you're going to be fully functioning again is by the end of the month, November 30th. You go to church on a Sunday, November 6th, someone prays for you, and within two days, you are fully better. <laughs> that is the second type, I believe, of the gifts of healings, even evidenced in Scripture. It's gradual or progressive. And this was so cool. Just a couple weeks ago, I believe we experienced through prayer, 
this second type of the gifts of healings. So Lindsay and Eric Scheibe, they were with their family in Colorado skiing, and Eliana um, was on the slopes, and someone from behind ran into her. They were skiing too fast or didn't see her. They ran into her. It was actually a ski-and-run accident where she got hit really hard. And this was intense. It wasn't just a little knock. This was a text I got from Lindsay on Tuesday, March 14th at 5.42 p.m. Lindsay said they checked Eliana out and said that she may have a tiny concussion, but not a big one. They also thought she had whiplash. Her neck and back are bothering her. She is frustrated and upset. Outside of a miracle, she won't be skiing this week and probably not next week either. It's about a two-week timeline probably before she could even ski again. Could you please pray some big prayers for Eliana and protection for our family? So when I read the text, honestly, I did not have the faith for instant healing. Let's be honest in church, right? Sometimes we don't have the faith that someone's going to get better right away. But I did have the faith that within 24 to 48 hours, she would be skiing again. I just saw her as I was praying for her skiing again within two days. So that's what I texted back. I said, believing Eliana will be better and well enough to ski very soon, within 48 hours. So 40 hours later, I got this text from Lindsay. She said, Eliana is going skiing this morning. This is Thursday, March 16th, praising God for answered prayers. Now we could say, oh, she just, her body was really working overtime, healing her, making her feel better that she could go skiing again. Or this was a gift of healing, a gradual, progressive process of healing to where the expedited timeline of her healing was manifested because Brooke and I prayed, Right? I believe that's what happened. So let's look at a couple biblical examples of the gifts of healings, both from the life of Jesus. The first one is instantaneous. I want to say instantaneous. This is the famous story of the deaf, mute man who was healed in Mark 7. So they brought to Jesus a person, verse 32, who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they begged Jesus, note that, they begged Jesus to put his hand on him. Verse 33, and Jesus took him aside from the multitude, put his fingers in his ears. Jesus was a little unorthodox sometimes, right? (laughs) Jesus put his own fingers in the man's ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. So Jesus spit on his hand and then touched this man's tongue. Verse 34, then looking up to heaven, this is Jesus, looking up to heaven, Jesus sighed. He sighed and said to him, said to the man, the deaf mute man, Ephatha, I would say Ephatha, which is Aramaic for be open. He said putting his his hand on the man's tongue, be opened. That's all he did. So what we see here in verse 33 and 34, there was the laying on of hands, Jesus' hand on um, the mute man's tongue. Then looking up to heaven, there was a prayer. You know what the prayer was? It was a sigh. (laughs) Sometimes all we can do is sigh. I heard a testimony one time. This man was chronically ill, and this other pastor came and visited him, and he just sat back on his recliner. This man who was sick for many years just sat back on his recliner and just sighed and said, Jesus. All of a sudden, the tangible presence of God filled the room where they were. A sigh is a prayer. It really is. So Jesus demonstrated this sigh prayer. (laughs) So they got the laying on of hands, you got a side prayer, and now you have a simple word of authority, ephatha, in Aramaic, which is Jesus' language growing up and what he used during his ministry mostly. Simple word of authority, prayer, laying on of hands, and bam, a gift of healing was released through Jesus to this deaf mute man. Verse 35, immediately, I'm going to say immediately, homothumadon in Greek, his ears were opened, and the impediment or the bond of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke 
plainly, probably for the first time in his life, he spoke plain, clear words. Verse 37, all the watching people, I love this, bringing glory to God, they were astonished beyond measure, saying, Jesus has done all things well. This is one of my favorite phrases in the whole Bible. He has done all things well. Think about your life, and think about when Jesus has come into your life in certain moments. He, and only he, has done all things well. We've done a lot of things that are subpar and not well to ourselves and to others, and other people have done the same to us and to themselves. But Jesus only does wonderful, marvelous things. That's another verse. He only does marvelous things. Lord, we honor you. Let's just pause and honor him. Jesus, you do all things well. Only you do all things perfectly. We trust your perfect leadership in every single life in the room right now. And we invite you in to do some amazing things this morning. He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. What are some results? If we think about it, it's the next slide. There's a lot of results happen from this few-minute interchange between Jesus and this man. The compassionate, first, the compassionate love of Jesus was released to this man who had suffered from an inability to verbally process or communicate. He could not speak or hear, plainly. What did this mean back in that day? He most likely was an outcast before he was healed. But after this healing, after this instantaneous healing, he was welcomed back into society. He was no longer ostracized, most likely, after Jesus touched him. Jesus restored him to full social and relational status. And beyond that, you know what? He received a new identity. All people knew this man was before was the deaf and mute man. The deaf mute. Oh, there's the deaf mute sitting by the side of the road begging like he always does. That's his, I don't even know his name. I just know he's deaf and mute. That's how people related to him most likely, especially back in the culture of that day. There's the deaf mute. Jesus gave him a new identity after he released that gift of healing, I believe, to where people knew him by his name, like Tom, example I gave, <laughs> probably wasn't Tom, <laughs> could have been Thomas, but he went from deaf mute, there's Tom, just normal, fully functioning human being. Isn't that so cool? Second result, he also had a restored physical function and ability to now fulfill God's will or his full will for his life, which was in part to verbally speak the good news of Jesus and what he had done for him. I believe the devil tied up this man's tongue because he knew he had a message that he was going to release to the listening world around them. If you struggle with a speech impediment or you have fear of public speaking, that's the devil keeping you back from sharing what Jesus has done for you. And Jesus wants to loose tongues today. He wants to loose tongues, even in conversation. You get socially nervous in conversations because you don't think you're going to say the right words. That's the devil. That's the devil keeping you back from sharing the good news of Jesus to the friends around you. That's the second result. Third result, onlookers were astonished beyond measure and thus brought glory to God through Jesus. How? Because they were in awe and wonder. That's the ultimate goal of the Lord in all of these services, every home group, every meeting that we have, that we would be in awe and wonder, that we would be speechless because God's in the room and he's touching real lives. That's bringing glory to God. When we're speechless, like jaws on the floor, that's what God intends to do in our lives and through our services and through our churches. All right, let's look at another example, this time of a gradual or progressive healing. That second type, I believe, of the gifts of healing, gifts plural of healing. It's from Luke 17. It's the 10 lepers who were cleansed. These were 10 real lepers with 10 diagnosed skin diseases of leprosy. Luke 17. Now it happened as Jesus went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Verse 12. Then, as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, 
who stood afar off, because that's what they had to do back in the day. They were definitely not within culture and within society. They were ostracized. They were pariahs of the day. Verse 13, and they, the ten lepers, lifted up their voices. They weren't worried about being dignified and nice. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus, Lord, Master, have compassion on us. They were yelling it. They were yelling it. Verse 14, so when Jesus saw them, I love that little phrase, when Jesus sees us, everything changes. When he simply lays eyes on us as we're calling out to him, everything can change. Jesus saw them. He heard them, and then he saw them. He looked at them with eyes of judgment. No, with eyes of compassion. He saw them. Guys, one Holy Spirit-filled look at someone can melt someone's heart and turn them to the Lord. That's, that's a prayer we can pray. Jesus, fill us with your eyes, that when people see my eyes, they see your eyes. That's a prayer that we can pray and that God wants to answer. Jesus, when people look at me, would they truly see the love and compassion at 100% through my life, through my physical body, through these eyes, would they see you? Verse 14, so when Jesus saw them, looked at them, he said to them, go. He didn't go to them and lay hands on them. He could have done that. He did that in other places with the lepers. He said, go, leave this place and show yourselves to the priest. Go to the temple. Look at this. And so it was that as they went, everyone say, as they went. There's a process right there. There's some gradual nature to that phrase. It's a progressive nature, not like the woke left progressive, but a progressive nature to that phrase. <laughs> there it is. I gave Sloan three mores today. <laughs> Usually gets one, but he's visiting, so he gets three. So he got two more. Use them wisely. <laughs> so it was, as they went, these ten lepers, they left that place walking with nine of the other friends, meaning as they obeyed the simple command of Jesus, he just said, go, show yourselves to the priest. They obeyed their master. They just identified him as their Lord, their master. That's faith. God honored their faith. And then they honored the simple, obedient action step of Jesus, and they walked to the temple. They walked to the priest. We don't know how long it was. It could have been a few-minute walk. It could have been a few-day walk. This is a certain village. The closest temple could have been miles and miles away. Could have been a few days before they got fully healed, or a few minutes, we don't know. But it was a gradual, progressive process of healing. And so it was, as they went, as they walked and obeyed the words of Jesus, they were cleansed. They were cleansed. We want the instantaneous, bam, healings. We pray for those. But sometimes the timeline's just going to move up, and you're going to feel better than you would have if someone didn't pray for you, and someone release a gift of healing to you. You're going to feel better quicker because a gift of healing was released through a simple word of authority, through a simple laying on of hands. All right, as we've done with all the other gifts, we've looked at biblical examples. Now we're going to look at a modern day example because all the works and things that happened in the Bible didn't stay in the Bible. <laughs> they are fully alive today. Every single word in your word is true, and God wants to make it flesh and real today. So this is a modern-day example. So in 2019, and I'm calling this, before I share it, it's a hybrid of an instantaneous and gradual form of healing because it took about an hour of fervent prayer for the full healing to take place in this man's life. It took about an hour. So we had to go at it. We had to be tenacious, like with bulldog faith, to see this kind of hybrid of instantaneous and gradual healing in this man's life. So in 2019, April of 2019, my friend Blaze, who knows Blaze Reculia, pastor of Capital City Church? My friend Blaze and I organized a prayer, worship, and evangelism strike on 6th Street in downtown Austin. We called it Corner Up. Who was there for Corner Up? Probably a number of you in the room. 
Well, earlier in the day, Blaze, my friend, was in prayer and worship. And as he was praying and worshiping, Blaze received a vision, a spiritual vision, which is like a word of wisdom or word of knowledge. It's another gift of the Holy Spirit. He received a vision in prayer of a man at the intersection of Congress and 6th Street. So the Lord took him there in a spiritual vision or a spiritual daydream, and he saw this intersection, this real intersection in downtown Austin. He saw a man in a wheelchair, but then after prayer, walking out of a wheelchair at that specific intersection in downtown Austin. Well, sure enough, we went on the prayer and worship and evangelism strike, and we got to that corner, and there was a man literally sitting there in a wheelchair, and Blaze taps, he's like, I had this vision. This is exactly what I saw. And so we gathered probably a dozen, 15 people to start praying for this man named Mark who had been in a wheelchair for 14 years. For 14 years, he was sitting there in a wheelchair playing drums on 6th Street just to make some ends meet. He was homeless. At this point, last time we talked to him, he was still homeless. But we're going to see there was a drastic change in his physical body because a gift of healing was released to him. He was uh, served our military in Desert Storm and had a lot of bad things happen to him in Desert Storm. He actually had been blown up probably by grenades and bullets. He had metal shrapnel all throughout his legs and probably different parts of his body. And we, when we went to him, he was in really, really bad shape in that wheelchair. His legs were full of fluid. I think, it, is it called edema? Full of fluid. They were massive. And as we prayed for him, over the course of about an hour, so many amazing things started to happen. Guys, I was right there touching his legs, his physical skin. Pores were opening up in his skin. That liquid was flowing out of his legs. It was literally draining at that moment. Shrapnel was coming out of his legs as we laid hands on him. You could see it. It, Again, it wasn't bam, but at the same time, it kind of was instantaneous because you could see the actual healing gift flowing through his body and specifically through his legs. So after an hour, he gets up and is starting to walk. And by the end of that prayer time, he is jogging and running. (laughs) It really happened. God was so jealous for this man, who is a man of faith. He proclaims Jesus. He proclaims to be a follower of the Lord. And I believe him. God showed Blaze. I do. God showed Blaze, my friend, this vision of him getting up. That's how jealous he was for this man's healing and to release this miracle. And so I want us to play as we close. Worship team, you can come up. I want us to play a little video just so you can see the man. And you look at his legs now. The last time I saw him, he was riding a bike, had perfectly skinny, muscular legs, completely like he had never been in a wheelchair before. And so let's watch this video and give glory to Jesus. by and say hello. Everything all right? Everything's all right. And the legs have got a lot better. Look Look at that. God (laughs) is in the miracle working business. Remember they were this big? I do. Down here. Yep. They were the size of up here, down here. Yep. And it's all gone. No swelling, no nothing. Amazing. Yep. That's from prayer. God is so good. He's so faithful. What happened that day, April 2019, in downtown Austin? Well, a bunch of people came and prayed, and I got out the chair. How long were you in that wheelchair? <laughs> 14 years. Wow. Would you like to tell the people kind of how you got into a wheelchair? 
I was blown up in Desert Storm. Wow. All through my legs. I have metal all through my body. My, my ribs are metal. I was shot twice in the head. So I have two, you can see two holes up here. I have a bullet hole in the back. Yeah, I shouldn't be walking around and moving around. I definitely shouldn't be. God protected me for 14 years. He didn't leave it up to the military. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been on the streets since? Yeah. But that one day, God touched you. Yeah. It's amazing when we believe the Bible. It says that greater works shall we do also because we believe. We believe the works that Jesus did and does still today. Well, see, I'm, I'm homeless. I don't have a car. I don't have a job. I don't have anything. But yet I smile every day. That's right. That's because I got God. I don't need all that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good word. <laughs> so I want to invite us to stand to our feet. Before you stand, if you believe, this is simple childlike faith. <laughs> Just like when Teeny asked for some gummy bears, she believes that if it's the right time, mom's going to give it to her. If we simply believe like children that God is still healing today, and we believe that maybe, just maybe, he can heal through these hands, these weak hands, he can work through them. If you believe that, even with a small measure of faith, I want to invite you to stand up right now. If you believe that God, maybe, just maybe, could and wants to heal through your hands, and through a simple word of authority, through simple childlike faith, Guys, what we're doing as we stand is we're moving from a measure of being spectators in the kingdom to being fully functioning participants, being fully functioning players on the field of the game of God's glory. That's what we've just done as we've stood up in childlike faith. What does 1 Corinthians 14 tell us to do with all of these nine gifts and really all the gifts of the Holy Spirit is to pursue love. Have the chief aim of your heart, the number one goal of your heart every single day is I'm going to love you, Jesus, and I'm going to love the people that you put in front of me. That's what pursue love means. Pursue love, and second, earnestly desire spiritual gifts. Earnestly desire. Eagerly desire that God would work through you the gifts of the Holy Spirit and that you could be a good friend through these nine gifts, specifically today, the gifts of healings. This is what Jesus said. It'll be up on the screen. Matthew 10, verses 7 through 8. As you go, proclaim this message. It's on the far right. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. And how has the kingdom of heaven come near to a person that's going to be in front of you maybe later today? Do you know how the kingdom of heaven has come near? Because you're there. And Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. It's not 30 miles away at that other church. It's not in Jerusalem. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Everyone look at your belly. That's where the kingdom of heaven is, right there, flowing like a river from your belly. Let's give that river some expression. Let's open up the floodgates and let the river of the Holy Spirit flow from within us to a broken and hurting world around us. The kingdom of heaven has come near because Sherry Gordon showed up in that room. And then he says this, heal the sick. That's the first command. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, and drive out demons. And here's how we operate in that. So simply, he says, freely you have received, freely give. Freely you have received these gifts. Remember, you go into that house with empty hands and you believe that God is going to put something in your hand. You go in with a posture of receptivity. That's what opening up your hands is. And I just want to invite everyone right now, open up your hands. Some of you have already have them open. Freely you have received, just like Teeny freely receives those gummy bears. She didn't have to pay for them because daddy paid for them. Daddy's paid for all these gifts. Father God in heaven has paid for all of them through the perfect life of his son and through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. They're free. <laughs> it's so simple. Freely you have received. Everyone look at your hands. 
And I want you, by faith, to see a gift of healing being placed in your hand by your Abba, by your Father in heaven. <laughs> might be in the form of gummy bears. might be in the form of an ice cream cone. It might be a surgeon's scalpel. Whatever the Lord shows you, that's the gift of healing that he wants to communicate through you. Do you see it in your hands? Do you see the gift of healing being placed in your hand for someone around you? Freely of your, you have received right now, now freely give it away. Go give it with a heart to free others. Don't charge them anything. Don't make them jump through any hoops. Just go love them and receive and give away what you've received freely. Just a couple words of wisdom before we move into a time of receiving healing or giving away healing. A couple words of wisdom. We saw from these examples in the Bible, those people who received healings, they were not dignified or calm or nice. They were undignified in their asking. So this is the word of wisdom. Do not be afraid to get undignified in your asking and receiving of personal healing for yourself. Remember the example? They begged Jesus. They got desperate. And God answered the deaf mute's desperation with a whole new life and a whole new identity. He wants to answer our desperation. So don't be afraid to get a little undignified or a lot undignified, if that's how the Holy Spirit's leading you. And in your healing of others, we need to violently seize the kingdom of heaven. We need to go after it with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We need to spend long hours asking, God, use me to heal. God, use me to touch others. God, fill me with the nine gifts so I can be a good friend. We need to spend long, violent hours in prayer, violently wrestling with the Lord for the blessings that he longs to flow through us. The ten lepers, they lifted up their voices. They yelled for their healing. You know what? They got it. And along those lines, I shared it last time, but you know Todd White, someone who God has used to heal probably over 10,000 people from physical illnesses, from pain. People have gotten out of wheelchairs. God has used him so much in the last decade plus. But you know the first three and a half months of Todd White stepping out in this gift of healing seeking to pray for people, seeking to see people uh, heal and, and, and get recovered, the first three and a half months, he struck out every single time. He struck out. No one got better. He prayed for over a thousand people over three and a half months, 10 people every single day, and no one got better. But he did not give up. He had that bulldog tenacity to not give up. So ask and keep on asking for God to work through you in this gift of healing. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. And the door of healing for your life and through your life will be opened by the Lord himself. So let's move now. Let's let the Holy Spirit work through us, work through those empty hands, but I believe there are some gifts of healings right now that you have received in your physical hands. It's in the spirit, it's not physical, but it's in the spirit and it's very real. Your hands are a little bit heavier because you're holding a gift, a little bit heavier than when you came in this morning. So, if anyone else in the room who is desperately desiring physical healing, you have a chronic illness, a disease, you're in pain right now, or you have been in pain. There's some diagnosis, all the way from high blood pressure, diabetes, fibromyalgia, cancer diagnosis, predisposition to cancer. There's some diagnosis, or you have chronic pain. If you want physical healing as an act of of even the desperation and the all-in, I want you to raise both hands in the heavens right now if you desire physical healing. Now, everyone around them who does not have both their hands up, believe with childlike faith that God has put gifts of healings in your hand, 
And then that person that God is highlighting for you to go over right now and lay hands on and pray a simple prayer of faith or a simple word of authority that God is actually going to release a gift of healing to them. Believe that right now and go act on that belief by stepping out right now in Jesus' name. You're free to start going to pray for people with both their hands up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want you to physically step out and go over to that person and lay hands on them. Ask the Lord to highlight the right person and go over to them. Lay hands on them. Believe that there's a real gift in your hand right now, a surgeon's scalpel with the dynamite power of the Holy Spirit that he's going to release and bring real relief, real restoration to full purpose. That people are going to get better because you stepped out in faith. Either it's instantaneous or that timeline is going to move up. They were supposed to be fully functioning two months from now, but they're going to be fully functioning by the end of the week. Pray according to the measure of your faith. Thank you, Lord. Just to build your faith, Jesus said healing is the children's bread. So if you're a child of God, this loaf of healing is for you. He's got fresh baked bread of healing for every son and daughter in the room. It's not day old bread, it's for today. Healing is the children's bread. If you are a child of God, healing is for you. might be a simple word of authority. It might be praying for him for 10 minutes. Remember the mark in the wheelchair? We prayed for an hour until we saw the breakthrough. God honored that bulldog tenacity. So we're not in a rush here. We're not in a rush. If you need to go get your kids, you're, feel free to do that. But we're just at noon. We're, we're doing great on time. But let's stay in this place of receiving prayer for healing and giving out the gift the Holy Spirit has put in your hands to give others. And during this time, again, this is it's turned into a living room. If you have other conversations, I just invite you to take those out into the lobby. Take them out on the front porch. If you're praying for somebody, please stay in here. Unless the Lord leads you elsewhere. And we're going to have an open mic. If anyone feels better, physically better, after someone has prayed for you, or you've prayed for someone and they want you to share the testimony for them, we're going to have an open mic here for people to share testimonies. Because I believe that God wants to back up his word. If healing is real, and we know that it is, sometimes our faith goes up and down, 
God wants to prove his word to us in a time and space world. And how can he prove that word to us? It's by touching bodies and then that person who got touched or the person who prayed, sharing testimonies that give glory to God. So if it's something you can test right now and you are feeling better, come up and release a testimony. That testimony is gonna build faith in the room and others might actually get healed just because they heard a testimony of someone else getting healed. just got a testimony hello oh okay um so i've been walking a lot more you know because of work and just to walk to be healthier and my foot was just so it always it's always sore and um it was about at eight this morning like i almost didn't come because i was like every time i rest it it's fine and then i, I start to stand up to walk on it and i'm like oh like can't but um my my friend, I call her Granny. She's she's precious to me. She prayed for me, and it went down to like a two. So I feel good right now, and I think it's gonna be like a prog- progressive healing. But yeah, it's my testimony. Thank you so much. We know when we're in pain, any relief is a gift of God. It's an expression of the compassion of Jesus, bringing relief. I was born with a, a genetic condition called a Schmorl's node in my back, and it's caused pain my whole life. Um, I was barely able to touch my toes until I was like 16, and my friend Samuel just prayed for me, and I can't even feel it anymore. Wow. You can't, you can't feel that you even have it? Was it something you could feel physically? He's going to get an MRI. Wow. Let's go. You're getting an MRI this week that was already scheduled. Let's go. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Uh, So yesterday I fell down, (laughs) and I twisted my ankle, and it was like, you know, it was real big and swollen by the end of the day. And I'm supposed to go meet a friend and go hiking. And uh, so last night I was like, well, you know, I may not be able to go. We prayed. Woke up, I was, you know, just um, on my, doing my morning usual with the Lord. I wasn't even praying about my um, ankle, and then I just kind of, like, stretched it, and it popped, and it, it, lo- it kind of felt like, I don't know if it just healed or went into alignment, but there was, like, no swelling, all the pain is gone. Wow. <laughs> and I almost forgot about it, because it happened, like, you know, at six in the morning or something. <laughs> So, yeah, instant healing. That's an instant healing. And it's also, sometimes the Lord is just so good, he can't wait but to heal someone when they're not even asking. A lot of times in worship, people are just lifting their hands, worshiping, and God will send an angel of healing to touch them right there, just out of his goodness. And he's so, again, so jealous to touch people. You might just be going throughout your normal life, and then, bam, everything just feels better. It's because he's sovereignly good and sovereignly compassionate and sovereignly has mercy for every single moment. So cool. That's what happened to you. (laughs) I just want to share that when the pastor was talking about chronic pain, I thought, oh, that's not me. And then I thought, well, God, if he says fibromyalgia, then I am going to. And that second, he says fibromyalgia. And... uh, A doctor said I had that so many years ago, and I just, like, put it out of my head. I said, I'd work out more. I'll do more stretching, yoga, running. I'm just, no, no, I don't have it. But as soon as you said that. And so three different people came to me at three different times. Thank you. And my pain has gone away. My neck has gone away. Then another third person came up, and there's this twitching in my eye. And, uh, and I thought, well, and then someone came up to pray for it. So it's, it stopped. And of course, of course, I, I should not say, of course, then it started up again. I said, no, I'm still going to give my testimony. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's my testimony. Thank you. Thank you. It's beautiful. Wow. 
Hi, I'm Emily, and I've had a pinched nerve that uh, does its thing to my leg, the referred pain. Um, Here, just a second. Guys, if we have conversations that are not about what's going on in the room, I just politely ask you to take those out into the lobby. Thank you so much, because Emily's getting her testimony right now. Thank you. So I'm able to get up here. That's amazing, with some help for balance. But uh, the nerve... Um, isn't referring pain anymore. It's just wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for praying. Amen. Referral pain. We need to stop that referral in Jesus' name. It sounds like it has. Cut that referral off. Some referrals are good, but growing up, referrals were never good in school. (laughs) So we want to avoid those and avoid these. I've had a really sore knee, and it's, I haven't been able to walk, and I love to walk, so it's, it's really hindered me. I've had high blood pressure with pressure in my chest and my heart racing, and some lovely people prayed for me. The pain's gone on my knee. I just feel so much better. I give God the glory. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. This is... Um, a little different than anyone that you've heard, but a few years ago I had uh, back surgery. And when I woke up, my leg was paralyzed, one of them. And it was just kind of funny because I was laying there and I started picturing like a wheelchair and, and I thought, no, 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 no. This, this, this just will not stand. This is not acceptable, and um, so, and there were people that were praying for me, and that, and then, yes, I, I worked on it. I did the things the doctors wanted me to do, but as you can see, I'm, I'm walking fairly normally now. Wow. Nancy, you took that, that stand. You said, that's not for me, Amen. and that is faith. Faith is taking a courageous stand and not receiving negative news from a doctor, negative news from someone else, negative news from a a family member saying, no, that's not the report of the Lord. Sometimes we need to stand like that in faith, in courage, say, no, that's not from God. Whatever I'm feeling or whatever I just heard, that is not from Jesus. That is not from faith, so it, it can't stand in me, a person of faith. So I was in Missouri, and this boy, he started praying when he was five years old. He heard someone who couldn't walk. He got to me. He found me, and he prayed for me. Hmm. And every week, um, every night, we went to where the adult area where we'd been worshiping, and I was, like, running around with my friend Owen, and... And I have, in Missouri, I was holding my friend's hand without using my cane. So in, after prayer, I've been not really using my cane. Yeah, that's so but. good. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So we believe the Lord's going to heal Esther, but this boy received a word of knowledge about Esther, and, and we are visitors at this church. It's my dad's church. And they found her. The Lord put it in this eight-year-old's heart that there was a, someone who couldn't walk and needed prayer. Okay. <laughs> so good. Thank you, Esther, Lydia. I wasn't going to share, but Sarah said that everybody wanted to hear a report about Kervin. Yes. Um, my husband uh, fell a week ago, and, and he actually, he's fairly certain that his mechanical heart valve that he's had since 96 stopped because he put his hand on his chest. He was getting really dizzy walking back from the, taking out the garbage. He can always, and, and a mechanical heart valve makes a lot of noise, <laughs> and he could either feel it or hear it all the time, and he was real dizzy laying on my car trying to get back in the house and couldn't. And he put his hand on it, and there was nothing, and he passed out. And he hit the ground real hard, 
and he broke his hip. And um, a couple of days later, the Lord woke me up real early and said, Becky, he had to fall hard. It restarted his heart. And so anyway, he's been in the hospital all week. And uh, y'all have been praying. And um, his blood pressure was, he normally has high blood pressure controlled by meds, but it was way, way low. It actually dipped at one point during physical therapy to 82 over uh, 40-something. Oh, wow. And um, they couldn't get it dialed in, and they couldn't get his blood balanced. It has to be perfectly, crazily balanced to support a heart valve. And um, everybody was praying, and I was so grateful, but I just felt like the Lord was telling me, you need to bring in the big guns. And so I put details on Facebook, and I put details on some signal accounts I'm part of with intercessors. And, y'all, everything has turned around. Um, and he's in rehab, he's, he, and, but, and I just had a, some um, folks pray with me. And we're declaring the things that I've been declaring, that he's not only going to be healed of what happened, he's going to walk out of there healed in every way, mm. which yes. is a, a lot of stuff. And Pastor um, Kyle and, and Pastor Glenn came and prayed, and Pastor Glenn walked in there and said, how big is your faith? The <laughs> Lord's telling me a new heart. He's got a mechanical heart valve. Wow. And so I'm just decreeing, declaring, new curving new heart, and I just wanted to thank y'all. I want to thank y'all for praying, but just give so much glory to God. Yes. Give so much glory to God. Thank y'all. Keep praying. He's in rehab. He's actually asking if it's okay for no visitors till Wednesday so he can get a little bit more able to talk, but mm. thank y'all so much. Um, I didn't get prayer for physical healing, but um, as Kyle was preaching about the story of, of the man getting out of the wheelchair, I felt some doubt and unbelief about that story. And then when he played the video and I heard it out of the, his man's own mouth, the Lord broke something in me because I, I have suffered somewhat from unbelief when it comes to physical healing and God healing people physically. Even though in the past I've been healed physically, but you know what? We all struggle with things in faith, yeah. but I just wanted to come up and share that, at that God used the way you set that up with the video to set me free from unbelief. And now I really have a hunger that God is going to use me in circumstances to lay hands on mm. people and see them. Wow. Thank you, Lord. one last thing unless there's any more oh. I felt at the end of worship I heard the word cauterize and specifically ask for more information because you can always ask for more information with the Holy Spirit <laughs> he's willing and he actually really desires to talk to us so this is what does that mean cauterize so I felt like the Lord wanted to remove cauterized wounds and so Cauterizing is like an immediate like battlefield technique to stop the bleeding, but they, they use really intense high heat to close up a wound, to cauterize a wound. It's really intense, but it can save lives at times. But God wants to remove those scars. He wants to remove the burn marks. And it might not be physical. It might be in your soul. It might be in your emotions. There's been times you've, we may have been going through really intense stuff, really hard stuff, and someone has come in and and cauterized our hearts because they needed to stop the bleeding. But God wants to remove those wounds and give you new flesh, maybe in your physical body for scars, but for sure in your heart and in your soul. He wants to give you new flesh as if those wounds never happened, as if the, the battlefield uh, you know, emergency surgery never happened. He wants to give you new flesh in your soul and possibly even in your body. Remove the cauterization burns from when people had to stop the bleeding really quick. So if that resonates with anyone, it probably has to do with some traumatic situations. He wants to remove even the memory of those traumatic situations and heal people's memory from trauma. Cool. Just receive that. Let me bless us, and then we can officially be dismissed. This was so much fun. <laughs> the word...
the verse the Lord spoke to me in pre-service prayer. He spoke a, a few more. But it was that Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent his word and healed them. God sends his word and heals people. But how does he send his word most often? Through us. <laughs> so all it can take is a simple Bible verse, a simple rhema word like be healed, or a simple Bible verse that can unlock someone's heart or physically heal someone. So Lord, thank you for Psalm 107.20. I bless this people with your word. I bless their spiritual minds and even their natural minds with greater capacity to hear your word. Would you sharpen our antennas, our spiritual antennas, to pick up the frequencies of heaven, to pick up the frequency of your voice? Would we tune into your radio station, which is the Bible? Lord, I thank you for sending your word to your people. Would you give us courage? Would you give us grace like Todd White to step out, even if we strike out, quote unquote, a thousand times? Would you give this church bulldog tenacity? I declare that bulldog tenacity in the gifts and utilizing the gifts. I thank you for courage. Send your word even now to your people and heal them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon. To download the notes and slides for this message, visit our website, riverinthehills.com. If you would like to partner with us in moving God's heart and changing the world, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend.